This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Hello, and welcome to the Springfield Police Department rescue phone. (laughs) If you know the name of the felony being committed, press 1. To choose from a list of felonies, press 2. If you are being murdered or calling from a rotary phone, please stay on the line. You have selected Regicide. If you know the name of the king or queen being murdered, press (laughs) 1. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And we're back. We are back. Oh, in the... Summer is over. In Boathouse, behind the mics. It's feeling good. It's good to be back. I am enjoying it. And uh, yeah, that's it. We said we wouldn't be back until <laughs> Wait, the what? end of oh. summer. And um, <laughs> We said we wouldn't be back, full stop. Yeah, period. <laughs> and yet here we are. And we're back. We, so. uh, we had some serious negotiations over collective bargaining agreements. That's right. And, that's right. And uh, now we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I am now making triple what I uh, made from before. So, yeah, 300% more. That's right. Wow. What am I? I didn't get any deal like that. Well, you should have come to the collective You're bargaining right. meeting. I should have been in the meetings. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> um, I guess we can do a how have you been? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Um, so, Alan. Uh-huh. How have you been? Aww. I've been pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> summer was uh summer was good. Mm-hmm. Um didn't uh didn't do much. <laughs> Unlike was, you that was clowns. The, that was the opposite of me. Yeah, opposite you did a lot of, of things. I'd, Specifically yeah. three different shows. Yeah, three different all shows. All summer. <laughs> yeah, all summer. All summer long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh but well, yeah, I'm, it was it was a fun it was a fun summer. Yeah. I I got to go to some places well we got some serious stuff coming up yeah uh, for you right now um yeah and because you're the host of the show uh-huh. or i'll say co-host thank you um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh i maybe um this is a good time to plug your uh upcoming venture of i which mean i am a part of yeah i i, I guess i could i feel Get like it's too better bad neighbors i bump. feel like it's better for for the end of the podcast but, i uh, think but i mean you host it I guess so. So you can plug whenever you want. Yeah. Well, I don't. What if I don't want to right now? Then we won't. All right. Moving right along. <laughs> I just, Stay tuned. Yeah, I'm foreshadowing right. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jen LeBlanc is here. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <Yeah. laughs> She's a brand new guest to our podcast, um, which is awesome. She Yay. came in at extremely short notice. Yeah, we're always happy for new guests. Yeah, very. Um, but one thing we like to do with all of our new guests. Yeah. Oh no! It's kind of I know a, it's. I always preface it that way, and it always sounds a lot worse than it is. We just like to do a little segment. We like to call "What's Your Story." So, <laughs> oh. so this is basically, uh, as you know, this is a Simpsons podcast. Mm-hmm. So uh, we we like to know what our uh, guest's relationship is with the Simpsons. Oh. So you know when you first saw it, what you what you think about it now. Anything, you, just general thoughts about the, the television program, The Simpsons, uh, history with it, favorite episode, that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah, great <laughs> question. Uh, 
Well, when I first saw it, um, I was young, and my uncle Peter would always, always, always watch it when he came to babysit us. Um, so I classified it as like a lame uncle show. And so I just inherently throughout my life, I, I just never watched it for fun because I thought it was... He also watched like... Um, what was that thing on Much Music where it was just like pumping music in a club and it was like... Electric Circus. Yeah, he would also watch Electric <laughs> Circus. It was Wait, a, so, so the those evening the, of being babysat. Those were the two things he watched? Yeah, the Simpsons and Electric Circus. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. I think he hilarious. watched MASH too, which was cool, but... Um, you watched MASH? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Is my mic weird? Um, so... So I didn't have a high opinion of The Simpsons for a lot of my life, actually. What'd you think about Electric Circus? Oh, <laughs> I thought it was adult. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Ooh, it was. it was like, like ribald. You thought it was risque. Mm, indeed. And that's kind of a weird thing to like watch with your nieces, right? When you're babysitting them. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Does he have any kids? No. Or ben, no, he did. No, he, he has did? two kids. Oh, yeah. then, he yeah, has weird. passed away. But he ha- <laughs> has two kids. Kids, you know, oh. you know what I'm saying. That, yeah, <laughs> that is that is weird. Then, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> maybe 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 he couldn't watch it at home with them, right? Right, because or like maybe, maybe that was the only thing that was on at that late of night. You know, or maybe he, he was, just thought he would be the cool uncle if he yeah, said, yeah, 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 and yeah, show yeah, my niece this like this kind of adult stuff, but not like you know super adult. <laughs> weird anyway you know, but you know what i mean like it's not anything like like actually like obviously your opinion of it at that time was like oh i thought electric circus was adult but it's not it's it's literally just people dancing in a club it's yeah. i watched it yeah. all the time as a kid and that's fair i thought it was hilarious just because like all the people would like get so excited when the camera was near them and they'd suddenly start like <laughs> dancing towards the camera and like oh yeah i'm gonna be on tv and it's crazy. like all right just relax double guns to the camera <laughs> yeah, exactly. all the time <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, I think that I only developed a pr- an appreciation for The Simpsons, like hanging out with you and Noel, and oh, yeah. realizing that I needed to watch it in order <laughs> to understand your brain. Yeah, um, yeah, that's yeah. a fair that's a fair point assessment. Yeah. Uh. Oh, also this other time, I know one season really well, or at least one disc of one season, <laughs> because I once had a job at Superstore for the summer, working like like 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. And we had a like a dismal break room, like all white walls, just like just like a TV and a couch. Mm-hmm. And we'd all sit there and they only had one <laughs> CD of one season of The Simpsons. And we would watch it every day at break time just to keep ourselves awake. Do you know what uh, episode? It was on the one? one with the. Um, where the boy falls into the hole and they oh, yeah. <laughs> they have Season like three. that song Radio Bart. Yeah. Oh really? Sending mm. our love down the well. Down that well. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one, you guys. Yeah, that's mm. from season three. <laughs> so there you go. It was just funny because this is the the episode that uh, Noel was talking about to me the other day. Uh, this pool. this one we watched today? The mill pool. The mill pool one, one yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, I didn't even predict it either. I watched the whole episode until that part and I was like <gasps> That's the, <laughs> that's the thing that I know about. <laughs> Millpool. I know that one. So um, being being someone who isn't, you know, a diehard Simpsons fan who mm-hmm. has watched them all religiously, like some nerds I know, uh, I'm looking at myself and uh, my co-host. Uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite episode? Like, could you pinpoint one that you like really like? Or is it, it all? It's, it's the more well kinda, one. It's yeah? the well one. I know it. I know it so well. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you you don't hate it? 
I don't hate I it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, yeah. I think it, that I mean, says a lot about the quality of the episode. Years, yeah. There's been a few years yeah. separating sure. that experience from now. Well, so, wh- yeah. Where was it that you worked? Superstore. Super just store. for like two months. It was the only right. job available that summer in Medicine Hats in university. Superstore Medicine Hat even. This is a, yeah. this is a ways back. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it, it definitely was. Well, it was during U of L times. Okay. Um, but yeah, what do you do when you go back f- for the summer? What do you do for work? Uh, well, I, li- I lived uh-huh. in the city I went to school in. That's so, true. Okay. So I don't so have that experience. Yeah. yeah. Guys, my voice right now, you're getting like raspy Jennifer voice because <laughs> I just started teaching again. Yeah. And so I've been uh, talking you're, like, a lot. yelling at kids? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're little just, shits. Yeah. How, how, are your, uh, how are your classes so far? Good. You know what? Yeah. I love teaching. <laughs> I, uh, I, well, I'm certain I don't the, always feel the school like that, board doesn't do. listen to this podcast, so I'm sure you can speak <laughs> your mind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they're funny people. I like it. We've, we've, got, um, we've got a very specific audience. <laughs> <laughs> Who does listen to this podcast? Like, Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, <laughs> that's that's a question I ask myself every day. Who yeah. does listen to this? Podcast? Yeah, and yet it's definitely it. the most uh, the most popular one on the Boathouse Network. That's right. Is yeah, there like, are there fans in different places? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, we have one quick uh, mailbag segment. Oh, let's to go get to the mailbag. Yeah. So uh, this yeah, will give you an fun. idea of uh, who Ooh. listens to the podcast. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is a message, uh, an email from Anna. Uh, hello, I just want to say that I love your podcast. I listen to it during my commute, and it oh. brightens my day. You're doing a great job. <laughs> Greetings from Argentina. What? Argentina? So there you go. You were just in that neck of the woods, I weren't you? I was, indeed. Yeah. Oh, man. I could have walked past Anna, and <laughs> and uh, never even knew it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we've had, uh, yeah, we've had people from all over the place. Uh um, we just we had one from uh, Scotland recently Scotland. who wrote in. They wrote. Um, they write in. Yeah. yeah. Do you ask them to you at the end of the podcast? Is that why? <laughs> well, here's <laughs> the thing. Are they big fans? I don't think I've ever. They written only into write in because you make them. Well, yes. here's, here's the thing. We do have a, we do have an email address that people can can write in if they have questions or comments or corrections or omissions <laughs> or just want to tell us their story mm, yeah. or if they want to tell us how they listen to the podcast and we really do appreciate it. And that email address is. The Hammock District on 3rd. Numerical 3. At gmail.com. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that is a reference to an episode in season 8. Yes. So. Yes. You only move twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where Homer is looking for some business hammocks. Yes. Um, hammocks. And it's also my favorite hey, episode. Hey, th- you oh, know okay. what? I actually have some sugar in my pocket right now. Do you actually? Yeah. Oh, not I... my um, not my pants pocket, oh. but my my coat pocket upstairs. Oh, okay, that's still weird. <laughs> Either way, Just loose. I don't know why you need to. <laughs> Sorry, it's clarify not which which pocket it was in. <laughs> Any pocket is weird. I don't I know about that, Alan. I find really? Less what, weird. what pocket is not weird well, to have no, sugar in? I no. find no. I find there's certain pocket's that are more. I'm not saying it's not weird. I'm saying there are oh, yeah, certain pockets that are more that are weird. More weird. Yes. Like if I had them, had it in my pajama pockets right now because I'm very professional and I record this yes. in my pajamas <laughs> with people in the room. <laughs> wow. Uh, I joined you. Yes, you did, uh, and uh, I appreciate that. Pure faith. Though. I wasn't I was like, told I this was going to be a pajama podcast, or I would have worn my pajamas. Pajama podcast. That's a good one. 
I we, we should, should do, do that every yeah, yeah we should do another uh, another network podcast called <laughs> let's just keep the pajama podcast turning them out where we turn <laughs> this where we turn this futon I'm sitting on into the into the bed and we just have uh-huh. both bed and this Cute. right here and we all just kind of hang out uh, contemplating the meaning of life. Can we just talk about Saturday morning cartoons. Oh yeah, uh, and those and yeah. cereal. Yeah, um, first episode will be Animaniacs and Count Chocula. Delicious and <laughs> awesome. I want to be a guest star on that podcast. I will listen to that podcast. <laughs> Jen's like, why am I on this shitty one? Why can't I be on the fun pajama one? <laughs> why am I not on the fun one? <laughs> you should be on Cocktails. That's another podcast on our network. You have, enough, you have one called Cocktails? There's like five. That five. Allie, Allie <laughs> I'm only involved in two. Ali hosts that one. That yeah. sounds wonderful. You get, you get drunk and talk about literature that shaped oh, you as a human. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the important I'm part is you get so that. drunk that you puke. Oh, mm. that's not as fun. I only say that because uh, th- we've only had two recordings. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's recording happened both times. And it's happened both times. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not to me. <laughs> but to others. See, I find, I find that works for drunk history because then you can film the person puking. I don't know about a podcast because yeah. it's just it happens afterwards. Yeah, it's just, it's just like a secret puke. It's just sad. <laughs> it happens. It happens way later. <laughs> I got five. It just in the ruins your day. Well, you gotta put it all out there for your art, right? <laughs> yeah, right. and yeah. I admire it. I really do. <laughs> if, you, if you put it all out there, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, this is what I want in my life. This is good. Anyway, <laughs> part of darkness. Sugar in packets. Simpsons. I mean, <laughs> sugar in pockets. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's definitely weirder to have it in your in your pajamas, pajamas than your coat. Than your coat. Yeah, because at least you might. The have weirdest been, one's like, probably like remember those. Uh, you remember Randy River? No. Yeah. No? Do you remember Randy River? They they had jeans with like little like secret pockets in the. Oh like, yeah, that would be weird. Seam of your uh, like well in the thigh technically. Oh. <laughs> that is that, like that's too close to the crotch. I would call it a crotch pocket. I mean, no yeah, kidding. I think that's what a lot of people did. People you know were how saying they call it was them? like it was like the condom pocket, like where you would put a condom, and that's and like at the time so I was a junior high kid, so I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Why would you put it why there? Why would you do that? What's the like difference? You, it's not between like you need it right there. Putting it there, <laughs> your pants will be off by the time you need it anyway. And but just being normal and putting it on your bedside table. God damn. Change maybe that you don't want people to steal. I don't know. Okay. Don't listen. Talk to talk to Doctor River because he's the one okay. who invented those jeans. It's really okay. dumb, Doctor River. Doctor River. <laughs> Really stupid guy. <laughs> I've never heard Rivers of anything he's ever done, Kyomo? but I feel safe in saying that. He's stupid. Yeah. Maybe those are an electric circus type gene. You know? Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, we're almost 15 minutes in. Let's talk about this episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> hey, that's normal. Uh, so we are talking about the first episode of season six. We made it. Bart of Darkness. And this episode was directed by Jim Reardon, written by Dan McGrath, and... The uh, what are we looking for here? <laughs> there it is. The original air date, <laughs> September fourth, nineteen ninety four. Oh my goodness! Oh. So we're we're on track still, yeah, being very are. close to the air dates oh. for Look these episodes. Look it's funny that. that stuff is. They're so clever and stuff is so funny. So many years later, it's true. It's uh, something we talk about often. Actually, is the lasting appeal of the Golden Age Simpsons because mm. they they care more about joke structure over. Uh, pop what? culture uh, or uh, current events. That being said, they still will have that stuff in there. Right. But Less they seem to be very good at picking out 
what will be lasting. Like they yeah. they don't have um, you know wild wild west references. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not this year, but you know what I mean. Like it's not they they know like that's not going to be something people care about in the future. Versus like Rear Window, they've they've picked, which is still lasting to this day. They pick cultural references that have. Um, that I think have proven to uh, be captured in the zeitgeist of Western culture and humanity, um, like Rear Window, like The Godfather, like Stanley Kubrick's films, right? Um, like Citizen Kane, right? Mm-hmm. They, they will reference these out the window because they are, A, um, almost universally accepted as high quality, and B, iconic, yeah. right? They have, uh, these movies have lasting imagery, Right, um, the aviary from Citizen Kane, Jimmy Stewart in his wheelchair from Rear Window, um, the horse head mm-hmm. from, and of course everything that they do from Stanley Kubrick films is instantly recognizable because whenever they reference a Stanley Kubrick film, it almost feels like the animation style changes <laughs> uh, <laughs> to match the way Kubrick made his movies, just like mm-hmm. in these really precise ways. It's like everything gets more precise when you see a Kubrick reference. And what was really fun as a kid is realizing that it was referencing something without having any idea what it was referencing. <laughs> that was that was this episode Whoa. for me when I was a kid. 100% this episode. Like Jimmy Stewart. Like Jimmy Stewart. I had yeah. no idea who Jimmy yeah, I didn't Stewart know was. Who that, I was just like, hey, there's a funny guy next door that's, yeah. <laughs> that's scared of Bart. I felt very proud that I knew that <laughs> reference, and it's because you guys made me watch it at one point. <laughs> Did... Did somebody make it? You, you guys I did specifically. Probably, yeah, probably, did. probably James. It was probably James. Yeah. Was yeah. that your house? It was probably at, at my house. Okay. Hitchcock I, is I think a big blind spot for me. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were there. Okay. Huge Doesn't blind matter. spot. I've never seen Rear Window. I've seen Disturbia. <clears throat> uh, oh, yeah. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to see it. But at what point, though, when you're making this instance, do you realize that you're creating a show that people will watch forever? You know? Like, how... Mm. One of the best parts that is that foresight. I don't think they did. They they never thought of it that way. It was just like it was it was just these really really great um curated team of writers that were like we need to make a, this as funny as possible. They set a bar for themselves mm-hmm. um at around season 3 and it was a constant effort to keep either meeting it or topping it. What were the first two seasons like? Are they quite funny too? They're, uh, we, so we kind of reference them, uh, as the, uh, the bronze and silver age, I believe we called (laughs) called them. Yeah. 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 Uh, season one is definitely the bronze age and season two is the silver age. Because uh, you got some good episodes in season two, but overall it still kind of has the feel of episode or of season one, uh, uh, season one, season one and two in general are a lot more family, real life sitcom focused. Right. Uh, the jokes, there's still jokes but they're not quite as polished as they become later on and or nearly as numerable. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh so they right. so you watch like a season 1 episode and it feels almost like a different show if it wasn't the, you know, same yeah. characters and that kind of thing, but also cuz the animation huh. is different, whole bunch of stuff, but but it's still it's it's interesting because the yeah, like the first season, they like you said they didn't know they had a cultural hit in their, on their hands, right? But no, eventually like, Bart took off. It was a the huge... character of Bart took off, and that was like what they focused on for a while. But then the show in general started <clears throat> to just become popular in its own right, and uh, Bart mania died down, and it became <clears throat> about the Simpsons as a whole. Uh, they started building their rogues gallery, as it were, of uh, supporting characters, and that's what like I think really uh, elevated the show because it became less about Bart and it became about the town of Springfield. 
um, which is fascinating and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, just see the quote at the beginning that you pulled <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but like, could you imagine if that was real? <laughs> He dialed nine one one, and that's time, what he got. <laughs> but but I do do want to say by this time it's a it's a certified hit. Like this yeah, is a, this is a show that is huge, yeah. and so it is pretty awesome that they were able to, from seasons four to eight, I'd say when they were huge, yeah, uh, consistently make quality episodes with only a few blind spots here and there. Yeah. I will say that my uncle made me watch it during the golden age, the good <laughs> on go. him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that, that would have been, that would have been, I guess. Yeah, that's yeah. like, and that, that, yeah, if, if that actually any, makes if sense. If there's any uncles right? out there who are showing their nieces <laughs> The Simpsons, like season 28, stop. You're a bad person. You're a bad person if you're doing that. To your, Put it away. Yeah. And, and, you know, just watch. You're an uncle. Se- I am eight. an uncle. I would, I would not show my niece current Simpsons, but mm. I would show her. Uh, Golden Age Simpsons, but probably not until she's like over 10 at the very least. How old were you again, sorry? Oh, like, yeah, like six for this season. I, I would have been six. So six years old? Yeah, yeah. it's too young. So that's I perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I would have been like, <laughs> it's perfect for you, maybe. <laughs> I would have been like eight when I first started watching The Simpsons. Mm. Yeah, I can't really pinpoint when I started watching it. Um, but it would have probably been around seasons four or five, so I would have been close to ten. It's just been in my life longer than anyone, except my family. Oh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you drive people away, Greg. Yeah, that's purposefully, true. guys. Yeah. Okay, I want to say one <laughs> thing about this episode. Okay, please. That I realized Hopefully while you say watching more than one. it. <laughs> <laughs> she can say one thing and then leave. I can tell why people have Bart mania. It's because he's a sweetheart, guys. I always thought of Bart just as this rebellious little dude, mm-hmm. but like I feel like it's because now I know a whole bunch of rebellious students that are both <laughs> like have heart and humor, and yeah. I feel like Bart reminds me of them, and I I just re- I I really like him. That's great, and the, you know this touches on something that we've talked about a bunch. In fact, and Sorry. it's no, it's it, no, it's good because it's, it's always good because the more we can talk about the characters <laughs> of The Simpsons, the more we can peel back those layers right because they they are characters that have been around for so long that they are almost as complex as a human being like as an actual human being now there's been a kind of an internal debate on this podcast uh with one guest specifically it's been you and me against (laughs) ife yeah (laughs) (laughs) to put it plainly (laughs) but i i i wonder if other people you know who may side with ife are just afraid to speak up but anyway um, don't be we love it yeah speak up uh (laughs) Because there's the contention that Bart is a terrible human being, is just a garbage person, and Greg and I are generally always trying to point out how, like, he's a very smart child, he's very, like he, like you said, he's got a good heart, he's just, he's just kind of, you know, he's, he's 10, he's, he just wants <laughs> he's to... He's just kind of 10. He's just kind of 10, he just <laughs> wants to, you know, be a kid, oh. and, and it's great seeing that dichotomy of his character, because that's what makes, makes him interesting. If he was just like a Dennis the Menace... Uh, That's why we like him, though. He's kind of like Michael Scott in The Office. Like, you hate him and you love him. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a similar idea where uh, a lot of the actions that he does don't necessarily reflect his feelings. Um, uh, I don't. Yeah, Michael Scott's a a decent example. I I almost uh, struggle to make that connection only because the age difference, right? Well, yeah. (laughs) 
That's fair. He's an, he's an adult man who should know better about a lot of the shit he does. But uh, it's true that, like, deep down, he does just, you know, want to be loved. He just wants to, yeah. you know, have friends. He just wants to enjoy his life. And that's kind of Bart uh, in a sense as well. And we do see that here. Uh, <laughs> there's, I think, I think a, uh, something that really exemplifies that is the line where he's like, you know, oh, no, he's going to murder Rod and Todd, too. That's horrible. <laughs> In principle. <laughs> because Bart really. hates those kids. Yeah, he really does. And he so really he kind of thinks about it for a second. He's like, I mean, I don't actually care if they didn't exist. That being said, murder is bad and those kids should not be murdered. Yeah. I would never wish murder on anybody, but but I don't like them. And I'm struggling with these feelings. They're so complicated. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> But, I mean, obviously, he cares for his sister uh, yeah. very much, so we'll see that uh, a lot more in this season, I think. Uh, and Maggie Makes Three and uh, Lisa on Ice are is, both good. Isn't uh, Maggie Makes Three in this season? It is, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> is that a heartfelt episode? Yeah, that oh, one makes me cry. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. What episode is it? Um, do you think it's like thirteen, okay. around thirteen, right in the okay, right, right in the middle, right here. in the middle. I want to hear Greg cry on <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, I've already done that. Have by you? The, well, oh, by the time, well, no, I haven't cried on the podcast. Um, <laughs> but there's already been an episode that we've done that made that makes me cry. The um, mm. Lisa's first word episode. Oh, yeah, and it's revealed that Maggie's first word is daddy. it's it's really great it's really great um but like that's one of the things that the show does so well it's it it can i think it can um uh, juggle the ball between sentimentality and uh comedy very deftly um this one this particular episode uh bard of darkness i find is mostly straight up comedy right um there's it not is, much. but it's, it's also a mystery episode. Yeah, um, and it's just like the the absurdity of the mystery is is really really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is I I guess this this episode is commonly referred to as the pool episode. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, Millpool. Millpool. Millpool episode. Millpool. Um, <laughs> and uh, so because we haven't really talked at all about it yet. Um, <laughs> About the plot, you mean? About the episode in general. Oh, um, sure, we have. We've talked about, talked about Bart. Bart. We talked about Bart. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> I, this is this is a really great Bart centric episode. Yeah. And I mean, like a little bit of a subplot there that's uh, all about Lisa for a bit. Yep. Um, it's well, let's let's break it down. So essentially, the Simpson family builds a pool. Yeah. Because I guess that's something in, is in their budget. Because it's sweltering <laughs> out. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's it's one of monetarily. My, it's it one of make my sense. favorite jokes in the episode. Not my favorite joke. It's the <laughs> um, it's it's the can we have a pool dad? Can we have a pool dad? Can we have a pool dad? The the negotiation between essentially just Lisa and Homer and Lisa winning like that. Yeah, <laughs> so funny to me. And I actually find in this episode Homer is a like. He's a good dad in this episode. <laughs> He's, well, like, it's a it's a callback to uh, can we go to Mount Splashmore? Yeah, yeah, right? definitely. And th- in that episode, they do the same tactic. Can we go to Mount Splashmore? Can we go to Mount Splashmore? And they keep doing it for a long time until finally he cracks. So I feel like <laughs> Lisa's learned. tactic here, yeah, is is banking on the fact that he knows that they'll they will persist. Yeah. 
Nevertheless, she persisted. Yeah. And <laughs> and so that's why she kind of stops. Like they do, you know, can we have a pool dead? Can we have a pool dead? And then she stops Bart. Like, yeah. all right, that's enough for now. Because it's just a threat, right? This is what you are going to get yeah. <laughs> if we do not get a pool. And Homer's response is great. Or he's just like, I see. <laughs> Well, let us celebrate this new arrangement with the adding of chocolate to milk. It's, it's just like, just like, yep, okay, this yeah. is what's going to happen. But like, my thing is, he's that's that's really great. And where their money comes from, I have no yeah, idea. I know. Right, that's um, a minor grape. Yeah, but, but they um, when they settle on the uh, when they settle on the tinkler, right? Um, <laughs> Homer is uh, is gung ho for this, yep. right? He's. Um, I, I actually find him like being kind of the best dad he can be in this episode. Um, at the very least, trying. Right? <laughs> like he helps them. Yeah. Like he he puts in a lot of effort to build the pool not once but twice. Right? Because they build a barn That's first, uh-huh. and then when they finally make it into a pool, he's like, "Is it a pool yet?" This is, yes, dad. And that's really great. I just like that's a moment where he's like, like I'm really trying here. Is it a pool? <laughs> and, and when he goes swimming in the morning and gets covered in all the gunk, he's yeah. like, you gotta you gotta put chlorine in it. Chlorine, eh? And he puts way too much in, but I mean what else would you expect from Homer? Yeah. But he's trying. I right? also liked his fridge tent. They're yeah. in the fridge tent as a it's family. cool in here, boy. Yeah. He set the oven to cold. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little bit of like sure he's being kind of a doofus but he's doing it in a very sweet way yeah I that's true yeah um so i really like homer in this episode uh especially when he gets stuck in sarcasm and can't get out <laughs> um yeah so they they buy a pool yeah and uh everyone's having a great time until Bart falls from the treehouse and breaks his leg. Yeah, Aww. because his epidermis was showing. <laughs> which, we'll, which we'll talk about. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but basically what ends up happening, he's, he's in a cast so he can't go swimming. And his summer is basically ruined. He starts to go crazy a bit. And Lisa starts to become super popular, but only because she has a pool. And she gives him a telescope, which he uses to spy on... The Springfield CD <laughs> underbelly. Uh, before that happens, I I wrote a note about this. Um, while he's like when he when before he decides to spy on the CD underbelly, he looks out at the stars. Mm-hmm. Right, he looks out into out of outer is space. So boring into, into outer space. He sees a flying saucer. <laughs> he sees a flying saucer. Mm-hmm. Are we meant to think that Kang and Kodos are canon far, far, far before that horrible episode ever came out? I refuse to believe that. Maybe. Maybe they've already set it up. I, and that uh, episode deserves a second glance. Nope. I choose <laughs> I choose to believe that uh, or it's Bart just a throwaway is... Line. <laughs> <laughs> Bart is just like anyone else in real life who thinks they saw a flying saucer. Wrong. Ah. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> The truth is not out there. No. The truth is that we are alone in the universe. We are definitely we will, alone. And we will, and not we, in the universe, but in our galaxy. And we will no all one, no die No aliens are coming alone. to Earth. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. Oh, wow. Boy. Bummer. That's, that's my contention. Bummer, bro. <laughs> uh, no. The galaxy is a huge place. And it's amazing. We don't need aliens for it to be amazing. Why not? Wouldn't that what be do you neat? mean? Why not? Wouldn't I'm not saying no. I, of course, it would be neat. I'm saying it doesn't exist. All right, and we don't need to invent things to to enjoy what we do have. I like the idea of their. <laughs> <being> <laughs> <idiots>. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I like the idea that they're out there, but not anywhere near to us to ever make contact. The that's, truth that's isn't the out there. It's in our basements. All right. Whew, <laughs> 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 that's But also, Kang, Kang and Kodos. I'm mostly just sad about it. Episode is gone, <laughs> so... Uh, yes, and Kang and Kodos are not in this. Uh, we also get a um, uh, an insight into... What are you looking at? Don't worry about that. This is all me. Okay. Don't worry about it. His computer's got weird things on it. It doesn't. I can't I'm see just it, saying we've lost I'm a curious. podcast once already, Greg. Have you? <gasps> There's a lost episode? Uh, not of actually, this show. There, well, actually, there is. Well, technically but, that, yeah. <laughs> but that's not the one I was referring to. Uh, okay. Our What Went Wrong podcast, we lost one of our, Dang. our podcasts. And we don't know why, except that it's Greg's fault. So, <laughs> <laughs> anywho, is that all you had to say about space? <laughs> yeah, I just, I just wanted to point out that there, the, was, a the UFO? That, that yeah. there was a flying saucer, and I thought that might be interesting. Um, the, I mean, yeah, it is. The, well, the, the thing is that the all of those that. things were interesting that Bart saw, and Bart did not want to take an interest in any of them. Yeah, no, he's, he, he's pretty... Uh, he's zonked. What's the word? Uh, a slave to TV? Yeah. He would rather watch classic, classic Krusty. Krusty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Which is one of the better jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I think, for some reason I I think in the history of ever. Bargaining for some reason, I always forget it's in this episode. There's there's a lot of those Krusty jokes where it's like, you know, uh, at the, uh, the comeback special where it's like, oh, I'm showing old clips, you know. Basically, anytime it's showing previous Krusty stuff, I'm never sure where each one fits. But they're always gold. You want some snow, Frosty? Like, that's another one that's not in this episode. Um, <laughs> with Robert Frost, the poet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we discussed this, and I said no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I love all that stuff. And uh, I think the George Meany one is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> is there a labor crisis? That, to me, that depends on what you mean by crisis. <laughs> The voice for that character, whatever character that was on the George Meany. So good. Yeah. He's a real person. Oh. I, with yeah. that voice. I mean, yeah, true story. I don't think he guest starred as himself, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I assume that's probably as close to his real voice that the voice actor chose to mimic. Yeah. But I don't know for sure. I've never met the man. <laughs> I he, he may be dead for all I know. <laughs> it, was well. a, it, was, it was originally taped in 1961. There's people who are alive from 1960. No, I mean, but he was like, you don't know his age. He's an old man. He then. looked like an older guy. He did, but maybe he was just premature. Well, I mean, he's, it's possible he's still alive. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not arguing that, but he's probably it not. It's possible. He he'd yeah. be like 90, but he could be alive. Yeah. 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 But like, he's probably not. Let's yeah. be fair. Right. Well, he didn't look like he took more good fair care of him. Uh, He died he January 10th, 1980. <laughs> 1980. <laughs> he's been dead for 37 years. <laughs> he was dead for 15 years before the episode aired. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all right, Alan, you win. I, what, what do I win? This is, the this is all a discussion. Of being right. <laughs> but I wasn't right. I was saying he might be still alive. Oh, Greg anyway. is right. No, right. Oh, all right. <laughs> it's not a contest. Damn this it. Is, this is when um, this is when Bart gets the uh, he gets his telescope after mm-hmm. his um, after his and when he's when he's spying on everybody, he starts with Seymour. Yeah. Which I think is so funny because it's the summer, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and he's sharpening pencils oh, in his oh, office. It is the summer. Yeah. yeah. 
it's only night, but it's the summer too. Yeah, <laughs> it's Dang. it's the summertime, and he's just just using the pencil sharpener in the office, being like, <laughs> "It's wow." <laughs> Work life balance, man. Yeah, well, Skinner doesn't have one. Right? <laughs> he doesn't have a personal life. No, not really. He has to go home to his beloved smother. I mean, mother. Um, yeah, he has, he has silhouette night, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah. And for some reason, he needs to know when it's 7.30. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to tell you when it's 7.30? No, mother. <laughs> Weird. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a brief look into <laughs> Skinner's private life. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't really get much of one until he starts dating Edna. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, um, one of the things that I, that, that, that I thought of was he, um, he wouldn't actually need a telescope to spy on Flanders. No, right. arguably he should be able to just look out, but I mean, he just look out the window, it, like the movie rear window. It's, it's a direct parallel to that because arguably a lot of the stuff he's watching in the movie rear window is just across the street. Yeah. And it's just more so he has a telescopic lens so he can see it a bit better. Yeah. And so that's, I think, the direct uh, comparison here is that, oh yeah, yeah, he could see the stuff happening in the house, but he can see it better with the telescope. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. He He can can read human head. He can hear the noises, too. (laughs) That's right. He's within earshot (laughs) of all of this. (laughs) Yeah. That was, I mean, that's that's a weird thing. Like, Flanders just screaming, I'm a murderer (laughs) in his yard, like... Bart can't be the only one who heard that. <laughs> and if I heard that, if if I heard my neighbor screaming, "I'm a murderer in the in the yard," uh, police are being called immediately. I'm not gonna spy on them first. Do you know your neighbors? Uh, I've met a couple of them. Are they nice? Seem nice. Okay. Yeah. That's that's always every that's single always time. Fun. It's always like, oh, they they were just really quiet. You the neighbor. Have... I'll be the one interviewed the next day. Like, oh, like, did you suspect your neighbor was a murderer? Oh, I don't know. Why they were always I? really quiet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why you got to not assume people are not murderers. Always assume they are. Always assume they are. <laughs> that way, when it turns out they're not, your it's keys a pleasant surprise. between your fingers <laughs> so you can punch them in the face <laughs> and tear a strip Every off of them. day. Yeah. Doesn't matter if you're keys walking day. just out to your driveway from your house. <laughs> have those keys ready. You might have to punch a wild animal. No kidding. Mm. Sometimes there, I got to carry my... My drink and my food bag, though, from McDonald's. I feel like you're making this complicated. I do too. <laughs> yeah, thank you for. I'm uh, just really hungry. Coming down on it, <laughs> <laughs> teacher <laughs> Jen. <laughs> um, so the 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 plot of Bart being um, a voyeur and seeing Flanders allegedly kill his wife comes in very late into the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to talk about the epidermis joke? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> or do you want to bring it up later? I, it's whenever. We is it a special joke? <laughs> we don't need to plan out when we're going to talk about it. Oh, I just wonder if you, you want to do it now. <laughs> we you want to talk about it now. Because, I, because before we go completely past it, um, Nelson's wrong. Yeah. Which, Epidermis is skin. Yeah. And <laughs> is that is that part of the joke? I think so. Cuz I, I mean like... I hope so. Yeah, Let me I do put too. it that way. Yeah. I assume the writers know well enough, 
But also, you have to realize this is in 1994. The internet isn't as big of a thing at this point. That's true. So they can't just be like, oh, let me Google that real quick to make sure our writing is correct. One of the writers might have been told this in, you know, in the past, and it stuck with them for his entire life and wrote it in, and nobody questioned it because nobody knew the truth. But maybe that's the joke, though, is that like kids like get stuff wrong all the time and then pass it on and then pass it on and pass it on, and then you just believe that for, for your whole life until well, you that's, have Google. But that's the thing. That's what happened to me. Nelson ruined me for a long time because I thought epidermis meant hair. Oh, so I'm saying either it was <laughs> it was unintentional and they didn't know better, or how dare you? <laughs> how dare you not correct it at some point in the episode? So me as a child doesn't think that that's the truth for so many years. I think it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I actually think it is too. This is the first time watching it. I was like. So epidermis definitely doesn't mean hair, right? <laughs> and I watched it being like, is this part of the joke? It is because Bart's and like, where's my epidermis? Where is it? And he's looking at his skin. He's, well, he's looking at his bed a lot. <laughs> you know? He thinks, he thinks that his bed's out, I think. But the thing is, the joke works, that, th- that idea of the joke works fine if he says mm. epidermis is your skin. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's where I get confused, mm. right? Yeah. Because... He justifies it the same way you would if you said, yeah. "See, epidermis technically means means your skin." So your so d- epidermis it's was true, showing, yeah, right. That's fair. And and it's like okay, and I that can also buy- may, that also <laughs> means hair. Like if if you say if you replace it with hair, then it's also true. So I, maybe one of those writers did actually do just that. Yeah. Right. But so the thing is, if it was intentional to be for Nelson to be wrong and it's supposed to be like he doesn't actually know you know he thinks it's hair but it's actually skin then that's fine but the episode <laughs> needs to point that out because i don't think most viewers at that time even today most people viewing it aren't going to catch that subtle part mm. of the joke and so to me it's just a disservice to your younger viewers <laughs> How, how how were you burned by it, though? Like, what was the moment you... It's just, I, I hate having wrong information yeah. rattling around in my head for long periods of time. No, and it's a that's a really long period of time. Yeah. Right? Because <laughs> this might be your first e- exposure to that joke. Basically, 94 for me it was not. to probably, I don't, I, I can't remember when I found out the truth, but it was definitely in, like, high school or later. The truth was out there. It's, yeah, and it's skin. <laughs> um, board Game Master. Huh. What is the game that Bart's playing when, <laughs> like, he's playing with those, like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, the miners, only the miners know where it is. <laughs> ah! Pew, pew, pew. I have no idea. <laughs> really? Oh, I thought we've played it before. Oh, well... Mm. If we have, I don't recall. Oh, damn. I've played a lot of board games, though. So That's true, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I thought he just, like, grabbed things and was starting to, like, make what is no, in his room. It's definitely a very specific board game. Uh, if anyone knows <laughs> what this in. board game is, please write us in. I remember playing it at one point and loving it. Okay. So oh, I just neat. assumed maybe, yeah. I, maybe I need to refocus on it next time I watch it, but I just assumed it was an, one invented for the show because the way he talked and the way it looked, didn't seem specific enough to me for it to be a real thing. It was, no, it definitely was. It definitely is a real thing. And yeah, you can I, find a picture. I think you'd enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy the game. Do you remember <laughs> what the quote was around then? Oh, God, no. So I don't. I can check Frankie Ack. Frankie Ack. 
Uh, well, why don't we just, you know, put a pin in that and continue oh, our, our discussion. So the uh, pool uh, plot kind of comes to an end by the end of the second act um, with uh, Ralph, not Ralph, Martin, um, declaring he'll be the queen of oh, summer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is this... Okay, Bart Speed. It's possible that kid's it's even Stratego. Sweeter. That's the one. It's Stratego. Oh. Yeah, I found a picture. Yep, that's the one. See how quick I found that picture? Dang, nice work. Stratego. I've never played it. Thank you. So Appreciate that. So that's so fun. your uh, assessment that we played it together is incorrect. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say about the Queen of Summer? Oh, just how heart-wrenching <laughs> that kid is. Uh, just, the little wiener kid? <laughs> yeah, the little wiener kid. What a sweetheart. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. Uh, this is kind of nice getting like perspective on the character of Martin from one episode. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> he is a little wiener kid. He yeah. is, hey? Yeah. Okay. Like he's, the, he's the know-it-all. He's the, the, oh, okay. the teacher's pet. Um, which I don't know, maybe you enjoy that in, mm. when you're teaching. Do you like the kids that are kind of only if they're also interesting people? Right, <laughs> it's, it's true. I, uh... I, 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 I agree. I just think that's very funny. I agree with you. Like, like, I don't. I don't like you because you're not team... an interesting person, Billy. If they're on my team and they're like always around me, cool. But <laughs> if if you're if you're faking it, liking me just so that just so that you can be my teacher's pet, yeah. Not as cool. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like Martin falls in that category. Okay. Like, I don't think he actually cares about Mrs. Krabappel. Oh. He just wants to, like, rub in everyone else's faces how smart he is. Gross. Well, then gross. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry for ruining your perspective on this character. (laughs) Well, summertime summertime queen Martin is. Yeah. I do. uh, So I do want to talk about this ending uh, real quick. Um, Yeah, let's do it. Because it's strange, but I like it. But <laughs> there's no real resolution to the Simpsons pool. The, I wrote mm. that down. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. They 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 do this like kind of like switcheroo where you, we don't think about it as a viewer unless you're you really know. yeah really in depth like us and specifically picking apart all the nuances. But because yeah. uh, I didn't really think about it until this uh, this viewing. Oh. Uh, but it's like, oh, there's like an even wussier kid with a better pool, so let's go. And they all leave. That's and then, it. And then Lisa's arguably still stuck in the bottom oh, of the pool. Oh, no. We don't see her escape. I mean, well, we no, can no, assume no. that she does. We see her later because she helps, she invades Flanders' home. Right. Oh, right. that's true. Um, but we don't actually get a resolution to like, where is the Simpsons' pool now, right? We right, don't right, get right. like a tr- trampoline uh, <laughs> resolution where Homer has to get rid of it in some yeah, way. Yeah. Right, um, Homer gets a trampoline, mm. uh, trampoline, trampampoline. Why? Why is it called that? He gets really. <laughs> he sa- like he sees he sees an ad in the paper that says free trampoline, and he gets really excited. Yeah. He's like trampampoline, trampampoline, and then he runs off <laughs> to go get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a very Homer-esque thing to do. It's very funny. <laughs> um, and then he tries to get rid of it, and it goes poorly. Shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd like that series of jokes. It's very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we don't really see what happens at the pool. And, I mean, you could argue that maybe they realized it's not feasible to keep it 
once winter hits, so they get rid of it. But yeah, because Springfield does get a winter. It does, yeah. Right? We've seen it many times snow there. Snows. Yeah. Um, because, well, I mean, they're right below a mountain range. Mm-hmm. So. Do they ever bring stuff back in episodes such as the pool? Like, do they ever bring, like, little things that you kind of forgot about? And then they're like, we're using it again, Reza Usually it's Easter eggs, pool. like, yeah. in the background or yeah, stuff like that. Right. But sometimes there's, like, uh, there is a continuity to the, to the series. Yeah. So if something major happens, it will right. maintain that. But uh, a lot of it is the classic sitcom of status quo at the beginning of every episode kind of thing. So, mm. which they lampshade a lot so what does that term mean lampshade uh the writers point out tropes or Mm. uh writing techniques that kind of thing gotcha yeah um so can we talk about bart's play oh yes i um I, i think we'd be remiss if we got to the end of this episode and didn't talk about bart's play um i love it yeah it's uh (laughs) <laughs> is it saint swivin's day already <laughs> tis replied at helga kippers for breakfast, kippers <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> which which kippers are uh, a small fish i don't know if you knew that kippers are a small fish yeah. i feel like uh that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah so <laughs> uh apparently the uh Inspiration for this play for the writers was uh, Chekhov. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, actually. So, which. Wait, is Hedda Gabler. Welcome to the Drama Desk. (laughs) (laughs) This is the uh, segment in the the podcast where we talk about plays, particularly those of dead Russian authors. (laughs) Uh, This week, Chekhov. Uh, Head of Gabblers by Ibsen. Okay. <laughs> Excuse okay. you. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I will guess. be taking that BFA back. <laughs> and <laughs> I think you're thinking same, of same. Uncle Vanya. Yeah, I was. Or yeah, the Uncle Vanya is the one. I was thinking Cherry Orchard. And I or don't the like Seagull. Mm-hmm. There's other ones. But yeah, there's other ones. A bunch, yeah. But I believe Uncle Vanya is the one with a gun. Yeah, there several. A, there was a gun in one. Mm-hmm. True <laughs> and, that. Uh, this was called Chekhov's gun. Uh huh. What happened to it in the third act? Not sure. <laughs> okay. Not sure. <laughs> it's a little uh, Russian playwright humor yeah. for you. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> this was one of those things that I. I interesting. Um, when does Lisa find uh, Bart's Bart's play? Right after the the game, right? Is it in the is it in the first act? I think it's second act for sure. Is it the second act? Yeah, because he's he's doesn't get his leg hurt until the second act. Also, it's one page, and he crumples <laughs> it and puts it in his drawer. But then he has like a f- like a like a full oh, like a lot more true. later. So he's, where he's been like folding it over. It. Yeah. Also, I like the joke at the beginning with the car sa- or the pool salesman <laughs> being like, "This isn't actually what I do. <laughs> I play keyboards. I play keyboards." <laughs> um, I, I just, that, guy's, that guy's great. I just wanted I really to see, do. like, uh, <laughs> so what is the rule of Chekhov's gun? Um, does it appear in the first act, or does it matter? The, the, so the rule is, uh, and it, it's, it uses gun as an example, yeah. but it's now yeah. a, like a literary uh, technique. Uh, if you show a gun in the first act, it needs to go off in the third act. In the third, okay. Yeah, so it's the same idea of like if some some element is introduced in the first act that seems uh, 
inconsequential. It should be consequential at some point. Otherwise, why are back. you? Yeah, why are you introducing yeah, it? Yeah, gotta bring it back. Um, it and back. I think I think they um they like I might be giving this joke too much credit here, <laughs> but <laughs> probably um, the use of the well the use of the script <laughs> as being like Keppers for breakfast and like it's it's reminiscent of Chekhov. And we hear about it at the very beginning of the second of the second act, <laughs> and it's brought back in the third. I kind of think mm. maybe, maybe I know that it's is searching. That is like I know it's reach. overthinking it, uh-huh. but um, <laughs> it's a fun reach though. But it's a fun reach. Yeah, thank you. It's yeah. a. I think it's kind of a fun one. Um, if that was intentional, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if it was, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no. I think they were just like, "Hey, remember that play we introduced? That'd be funny to if he's if he said more from it." And wouldn't it be great if one of those Harvard eggheads was like, "Yeah, that was my plan. It was a Chekhov's Aww. gun situation." Uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of Flanders being the villain in this episode, um, I think works really well. And well, here's, he's here's a, why: he's always the one you least suspect. Exactly, but also. Because I thought about this. I was like, why didn't they make it, you know, Fat Tony? Why didn't they make it, you know, someone who we already know is a villain? And I think the big reason is we want uh, people to not believe Bart, right? Yes. Like yeah. That's the key thing is that he, he needs to be like, hey, Flanders murdered his wife. And everyone's uh, going to be like, all right, go to bed. You're crazy. Yeah. That's absolutely nuts. And so <laughs> so that's why I think it, it works really well. Um <laughs> It's a lot of fun, too, like, all the stuff they do to kind of, like, weave this fake web of uh, having <laughs> having Flanders carrying an axe for some reason, you know, having <laughs> Schumann's farm's head of lettuce. Only, <laughs> only you can prevent accidents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even just his general demeanor, like, he looks angry for some reason yeah. when he's carrying yeah. the axe. It convinced me when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I was like, oh, no. It's he's time to put you away. Put you away for good. <laughs> he just puts it away. Yeah. <laughs> what was he doing with the axe? <laughs> um, but, like, the, the one thing that's, like, the most, the biggest stretch, I think, is why he dug a full human-sized grave yeah. for this plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Flanders is smarter than that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, that's some serious damage to his yard. He <laughs> seems like the kind of guy who would take care of his yard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I also love the uh, mums with God now. Yay! Can we go too? Soon, Soon enough. enough. <laughs> and what? he's so sad about it, yeah. so you think like, oh, he's going to murder them. It's great. Well, well-constructed mystery. I was yeah. trying to re- think hard about what else could it possibly be. Because, like, there, yeah. I was like, yeah, obviously it's not, but what else? What else? What else? <laughs> Why couldn't. is this happening? They did yeah. such a great job. Everything's wrapped up in a nice little package. <laughs> Which is interesting because it's not because it's of the pool thing. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Is that why he's sarcastic? Because Maybe. he knows? He secretly knows. Because he knows it's, it's a not, wink to the audience. It's not all actually wrapped Ooh. up in a neat little package. <laughs> See, once again, Mystery. probably not, but like it's a fun little reach. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go to the reference desk? I'd love to. <laughs> reference desk. Of course, rear window. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big one. A Jimmy Stewart, uh, you know, the caricature of Jimmy Stewart appears 
from that movie specifically. Yeah. But also, I just want to point out he returns later on in the PTA disbands. Oh, oh yeah! <laughs> I don't have your money. It's at Fred's it's house. Fred's it's house. Bill's house. Bill's house. <laughs> yeah. And it's a wonderful life. As it's uh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. I do. I feel like is that Dan Castellaneta? Stan, yeah. yeah. And I feel like oh, he just so he just loves doing that impression. That's why they've had him actually speak like James Stewart, and they didn't have it like you know a different character doing that thing because they could easily have had it just like a normal guy saying the same thing, and it'd be still be the reference. Yeah. But they wanted it to be Jimmy Stewart Jimmy specifically, Stewart. <laughs> like the, like we need to model him to look like him. We need same costume. Yeah, yeah. Same haircut, everything. It's so good. I love it. (laughs) Uh, The title of this episode, Bard of Darkness, is a reference to Heart of Darkness. By Joseph Conrad. Yeah. The uh, basis for Apocalypse Now. That's correct. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Apocalypse Now? No. Really? Really. Aren't you a movie guy? No, I don't like them. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you'd like it. It looks like it's uh, kind of tough to watch. <laughs> it is. It's a hard watch. <laughs> Was there any Heart of Darkness reference, though, in this episode? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's I mean, that. you could There's argue no river. that... <laughs> There's no Colonel Kurtz at the end of the river. You could argue that Bart going crazy is kind of a... Yeah, fair. You know, Apocalypse Now. But again, that's kind of still in the rear window angle yeah. of it, right? Um, Bart well, of Darkness is a very fun title, though. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, I'd say specifically like when it when he's playing with Stratego and it's dark, yeah. like the lighting and that kind of thing. That's yeah. more because that's yeah. not it. That's not a rear window. There's thing. some really great um, animation uh, ty- uh, digressions in this episode, like the synchronized swimming one. Ooh, yeah, right? good point. Like that's a really that's that's a really great <gasps> use. Of, like which itself is a reference to uh, the work of Esther Williams. Esther oh. Williams, yes. Film or synchronized swimmer? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Competitive swimmer and actress. Well, there you go. Look at that. Look at that. Um, The the Amish man is a reference to the film Witness. Have you ever seen Witness? With Harrison Ford? With Harrison Ford. No. It's, uh, (laughs) it's, It's so... I know who's in it. Doesn't mean I've seen it. It's so boring. I saw it when I was like 12 and I was like... Oh my God! This is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. I have a question though. Yeah, is the movie Oh Brother Where Thou boring or not? No, it's so good. Great movie. Okay, because when I was movie. twelve, I saw that movie and I thought it was so boring. And but I I believe that if I watched it again, I wouldn't. That was um that was one of those movies where like I watched that with Catherine and I was like I'd never seen this movie before and she's like, wait. You're doing a bit right now, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real funny, Greg. And I was like, no, I've never seen it before. Which was weird because like, well, after it came out, it was one of those TBS shows that was, oh, yeah. that yeah. was on oh, that's true. TBS yeah. almost as much as the Shawshank Redemption. Right? Which is another movie you guys made me see. Have you not seen it? No, you guys made me see it, but oh, you were for yeah, sure there. Yeah, definitely there. You're definitely yeah, there. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And last in Lethbridge. <laughs> the Itchy and Scratchy episode is uh, based on the cask of Amontillado. Is that what it is? From Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, wow. When he puts them behind the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I read that short story in uh, English class, and I loved it. <laughs> but it was super, super creepy. Yeah, they also do that in... Um, Interview with the vampire. Oh yeah, he doesn't stay behind the wall, but like they—that was the idea, right? 
they uh, they brick um, Brad Pitt's character up behind the wall, and he's like, "No, <laughs> you damn vampires!" Um, and then uh, Antonio Banderas saves Wait. him. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Antonio Banderas is in that movie? Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're still the reference us, right? Yeah, Martin <laughs> sings "Summer Wind" by Frank Sinatra. Uh, Did you like that moment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The summer wind. <laughs> the um, there's there's kind of a reference to uh, Animal House with the the guy singing outside and the guy punching him. Oh yeah, it's kind of a you know it's a bit of a reach, but yeah, it's a little bit of a reach. But he's the he's the annoyed man, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the just stamp the ticket man, I yeah. believe is because I think that's his first appearance. Okay, is when he's at the leftorium. Anyway, uh, and then uh, last one I have here is uh. Krusty's old classic Krusty interview is uh, reminiscent of Edward R. Murrow. That's what it, yeah, that's totally what it is. Edward R. Murrow, good night and good luck. Yes, who died of uh, smoking. Just want to keep this trend of talking about when people died. Sure, yeah, great idea. Also, the Beatles and MASH. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're all dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not. Uh-huh. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Oh God! Paul is um, dead. Oh, I also liked at the beginning where it was just talking about how hot <laughs> summer was, and I could relate. But then, like that dude just comes in, like he, like the guy is like singing some lovely summer song, and he uh-huh. just punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that when they're that hot? So. That is the that is the Animal House reference that, oh. I, that I was just talking about. Just a big punch sunshine oh. on my shoulders mm. makes me happy <laughs> oh <laughs> um, do we want to talk favorite jokes yeah yeah all right i already did so was, which was, yours? was it the punch in the face no but i just have scattered them throughout you know <laughs> well pick your pick your favorite okay, joke that's that's our segment <laughs> yeah the, come on the segment Dang, of kind of keep things on track do, here okay. favorite joke yeah um alan uh it's it's saint swithin's day yeah yeah i love it so much just the way he says it and it's it's such a perfect <laughs> way to get Lisa to do it. Like, oh, in that case, I'll tell you. I'll read. He knows his play is terrible, <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least that she hates it. Yeah. <laughs> so he and I, I don't know. Just something about that. The fact that Bart wrote a play that's reminiscent of Chekhov about Saint Swithin's Day and Kippers for breakfast. Words I didn't know existed until this episode, <laughs> and uh, used it to uh, make his sister go. Rob his uh, neighbor's house. It's very, very good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that one's also my favorite. What was the other one that I said that had a bit that I, that was a pretty big reach? Oh no. Here, okay. Um, my my. Uh, if I can't choose that one, then I got to choose uh, Jimmy Stewart's cameo. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. That sinister looking kid is coming to kill me. Help! Help! Yeah. <laughs> and he falls out of his wheelchair. Funniest thing. So funny. <laughs> Because like, Dan Castellanos' impression of him is so silly <laughs> and so spot on in a really weird way. Uh, Grace, yeah. there's a sinister looking kid I want you to see. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, oh, it's great. It's so great. Um, I always knew that was, it was one of those jokes when I, when I first saw it. I was like, this is really absurd and funny. And when I learned where it was from, it's like, it's even better. It's even better. Um all right, you've had your... I have, yeah, I have... It. It's Millpool. Should I explain it? Yeah, do it. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, when uh, 
Bart first breaks his leg, he has to just chill out on a chair because he can't walk around. And uh, he wants to get everyone to sign his cast. And all the kids are just darting for the pool and jumping on in and ignoring Bart. But Millhouse was supposed to... How's supposed to be Bart's best friend? Yeah, he's his best friend. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, and Milhouse is also so infatuated with this pool <laughs> that he's like sort of stopping for Bart, and Bart's sort of grateful in that moment. But and then and then Milhouse makes like a comment like he left his glasses in the pool and has to go get them, but he's wearing them. And then Bart is like, "Please just sign my cast." And then he signs it. He starts off Mill, and then he just trails off pool, and then goes and jumps in the pool. <laughs> oh yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen tattoos of that yep. <laughs> yep. People, really? people have gotten Millpool tattoos yeah. just around you know that's cute it's so funny it's such a great joke that I honestly wouldn't mind having that as a tattoo no kidding <laughs> on my leg right. it's one of those rare moments where Millhouse kind of has a backbone in a sense right like <laughs> Where he's like, you know, oh, I've left my glasses in the pool. But you're wearing glasses. No, I'm not. <laughs> he just runs away. <laughs> oh, man. When Milhouse stands up for himself, I, I hate it. Oh, he's <laughs> such a... He's the worst. Like, when when he's when Bart's over at his house and uh, Marge be not proud, and it's like, Ma, Bart's smoking. <laughs> right? It's like, out, 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 out. It's so... He's so mean. He can be so mean. <laughs> Or like when he's got Bart's soul, right? And he won't give it back. Like he can be so cruel. That's that's what I love about him. Yeah. <laughs> I love wow. that he's got this like really nasty interior that <laughs> only comes out when he's got something over someone else. Yeah, it's like scary. Like when his parents get divorced and he like is driving his car around. Yeah. He's like, are you sure you want to drive that in the house? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, I love you, my sweet, sweet treasure. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, Milhouse is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really great. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, uh, should we wrap things yeah, up let's here? let's wrap things up, yeah. Any final thoughts on the episode? I love this episode. Um, we're into season six, and according, I think according to IMDb, season six and seven are the highest... Oh, rated episodes. Wow. Um, have you been waiting for these episodes? Like, have you been? I mean, it's nice to be. It's nice to be in them. Like uh, watching these, um, the show in chronological order, like I've never done before, um, is kind of like eye opening. Are there as... any that you have missed because you haven't watched them in chronological order? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Absolutely not. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, we are both intimately familiar with the Simpsons seasons one through 10. Yeah. Um, one through one through nine. One through nine. See, I own season 10. I own season 10 too, but I've watched it maybe once. I didn't, I didn't have anything else. I own season <laughs> 10 and 11. That's Cause so those were the ones that were on sale at King of trade. <laughs> you've, you've, <laughs> you've made, you've made a grave error. <laughs> oh yeah. Like when I was, when I was watching them, I was like, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like that's like going to the store and being really excited to buy some ice cream and all they have is like fart flavored. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like r- ripple rum or something, <laughs> something that people enjoy that I don't. But sure, fart flavor. But you're like, I mean, it's it's the only kind here, so I'll take it. And you get home and you just like begrudgingly eat it and you're just like, ah, like I I bought it so I should eat it. Eat but my it's not, fart it's flavored not, ice cream. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, definitely a great idea. Oh, boy. That's my analogy for <laughs> only having season 10 and 11 to watch. Uh, Jen, any final thoughts? Nope. All right. Well, <laughs> thanks for coming out. Uh, got anything to me. plug? Um, you got any shows coming up? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of the same as you guys. Yeah, like one of them. We're kind of on the, uh, on the same Oh, I do have here. a plug. Oh, well, look at that. Well, guys, as you know, I'm in an improv group called Squad Ball. <laughs> yeah. But I don't have our dates uh, in my brain. <laughs> I think. Perfect. Oh, is there a place you, people can check Bruno. online? I know uh, October twenty eighth. Yes, is one. Uh, so we do a really cool um, show. Uh, we don't have a, a. It's our format right now, and we invite a cool singer songwriter onto the show, and they play songs, and we interview them about those songs, and then do long form improv uh, based on their answers. And we're having Greg on October twenty fifth at the Alexander Center in Inglewood. Um, so go to the Kingonauts website for more information on that. Very excited about it. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of fun we're, with this. We're excited. Are you in it? For you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Great. the musical guest. Yeah. Oh, I, I see. So musical stoked. guest. Music. Our first, uh, our first ever headliner show, and Greg's going to play it. Is that your Don Pardo? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan. Yeah. Plug something. Oh, Okay, so uh, yeah, so the thing that was referenced earlier, uh, I am currently working on a show that will. This be is Chekhov's gun. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, now I don't want to do Come it. Come back. I work on a show currently that will be going up in October. Uh, it is called the Slingin' Sidecar. It is a live theater slash escape room experience. Uh, for that those so cool <laughs> for those who <laughs> are familiar with escape rooms, uh, I of course uh, work at the Locked Room here in Calgary. We are one of many escape room companies, but we are doing something that has not been done in Calgary before, and it's going to be a combination of escape room elements with live actors. And basically, you have to solve the mystery of the Sling and Sidecar, Calgary's uh, most roaring 1920s mm. speakeasy. And does this take place in a speakeasy? It sure does. <clears throat> So it's like very environmental. It is, yeah. <laughs> it's it's happening at the Bourbon Room here in Calgary, which cool. um, if you're not familiar with it, it's a really cool speakeasy inspired um, little uh, club, pub, whatever you want to call it, bar that is attached to the National on Tenth. So it's taking place there, and uh, tickets are going fast. Uh, our first week sold out in 72 hours. That's and awesome, dude. <laughs> so we added a second week, and three three of those six shows have already sold out. Wow. No, sorry, four of the six shows have already sold out. Hey, also your email, like your email subscribers are like telling me about my face being in their email box. My, one of the teachers at our staff <laughs> meeting today was like, duh, 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 we have an actress in the house. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, I, I, I outed you. <laughs> I actress outed you. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, so in, in case you, you didn't realize, both Jennifer and Greg are in the show. So 
That's why uh, they both Fair are aware friend. of it already. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so go One to of the last uh, shows, the 31st, 31st, first so Halloween night uh, is still, uh, the, the late show, I believe, is still available That's for Halloween night. That's the coolest Halloween night to go. Yeah. I know. And then uh, November 1st, uh, the Wednesday night, the late show is still available as well. The other oh. ones are all sold. So. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Wow. So those are the two options you have left if you haven't got your tickets already. Basically, you play in a team of four, and you try and uh, solve the stuff, and there will be lots of cool things happening. And where can they find tickets? Uh, Thelockedroom.ca slash escape room theater. There you go. I'm excited to do it, and I've, I've... I've never done anything like this before. Me neither. Closest yeah. I've come is murder mysteries. <laughs> yeah. And those are not the same. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. It's very stressful. I hope I hope it I hope it works out. Oh, I think it We're will. All We're all stoked. I know, I'm excited, yeah. but it's just I like We're all very gung ho. I'm like I've been reading about uh, a friend of uh, my owner's uh, who lives in Toronto, who's done something similar, and I've been asking him about advice and stuff. Mm. And uh, he's just like, yeah, we had like like 20 volunteers. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's just me oh, wow. and then the actors. So, <laughs> And then uh, some of the owners will help out as well. But in terms of uh, putting it all together, it's mostly all on my shoulders currently. Um, so that's why it's well, stressful. But you've wanted to do this for a long time. I sure have. Right. So that's a, this is pretty exciting. Like it's just when it, it becomes real when your shows sell out immediately. <laughs> yes. You know. And I'm like, oh, now I have to make it good. That is a sobering <laughs> thought. <laughs> if it was like, ah, eh, we only sold four tickets. Yeah. It's like, well, it's a nice try, try, try yeah. out. But this is no. Like, but this no, is like everyone. Everyone's expecting. Let's go for it. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be a lot yeah. of fun. Um, so that's my plug. I like it. <laughs> I'm in a show called Silence in the Machine. Oh, Visit yeah. uh, theaterbasement.ca for details. Theater basement spelled B-S-M-T. So right. not basement at all. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a theater company. What do you want? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that goes up um, the week of October can- Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, or 11th to 14th. 14th. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm very good at plugging. And that's it. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod. Mm-hmm. And once again, that email is the Hammock District on Third. Numerical Three. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks to our guest, Jennifer, ah, for joining us. Thank you. And uh, stay tuned for next episode where we'll be talking about Lisa's rival. And we will have returning guest James Evermenko back that's on the right. podcast. That's right. And I will also have a ball. Perhaps you'd like to bounce it. I would. Oh, got away from you there. Well, <laughs> you keep at it. Oh. But uh, my name was Alan. <laughs> and I was Greg. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And keep watching the skis.